0: Hey, what is up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Lockdown Panthers Podcast. Bill Rossetti here. After Labor Day weekend, hope you got, hope you guys had a fun Labor Day weekend. I had a good one myself. I had a birthday, little birthday party for a one-year-old for a family friend, so that was pretty fun. Uh, but overall, it was a good weekend. I uh, hope you guys had a great weekend as well. Uh, get a chance to get caught up and get yourself ready. For week one, we have made it, guys. Week one is here of the NFL season. I cannot believe it. After a long offseason of waiting and waiting through the preseason, it is finally here. We are five days away from the Panthers' season opener against the Dallas Cowboys. We'll talk about. The practice squad which was formed over the weekend. But of course we gotta mention the two big stories in the in Pantherland, as it were. Uh some good news and of course some bad news. We'll start with the good news and that is Daryl Williams returned to practice over the weekend. Or returned to practice on Monday. That is a or Sunday rather, excuse me. Darrell Williams returned to practice on Sunday, and that is big. We know that it was a good sign when uh, obviously he didn't land on IR on Saturday. We figured it means he's likely going to return earlier than expected, and the fact that he's already back in practice is a tremendous step. Now, you know, don't expect him to play on Sunday, or maybe. You know, maybe I don't know. Well, it's it's possible. You know, Williams obviously wants to play, but I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on it. You know, kind of hedge your bets, hedge your bets there a little bit. But um, yeah, the fact that he's already out on the practice field, and we still have at the time it was a full week before the season began, is great for the Panthers' outlook and the offensive line outlook. Which is especially key because, of course, there was a lineman that did land on injury reserve, and that, of course, was Matt Khalil. We thought that Matt Khalil would maybe miss a couple weeks, kind of get his knee back in shape, uh, maybe miss a game or two, maybe the first three with the bye week in week four. But as it turned out, the Panthers did decide to place Khalil on injured reserve now they did so after 4 p.m. Sunday that's key of course because that means they are eligible or Khalil is eligible to return later in the season Um, because I actually refreshed myself on it looked it up and saw that if you're placed placed on injured reserve before 4 p.m. Sunday you are on injured reserve for the season that that's the rule. It must be after four PM Sunday. So in that sense, that's why Khalil was placed on the active roster, at least to start the season, so that they could bring him back later in the season. That's why guys like uh you know, Cavon Seymour, who was placed on IR, and Jeremiah Searles, their seasons are done. Because they were they were not on the initial 53-man roster, so they were put on IR before Sunday afternoon. So their seasons are done. But Matt Khalil is essentially eligible now for the uh, IR return. And remember that you don't have to necessarily announce who your designated players are returning from injured reserve. And, of course, you do get two of those spots or you can bring back two players – from injured reserve the ones that are eligible so chances are you'll see Khalil the earliest he can return now is the Thursday night game against the Steelers in week 10 and chances are you'll probably probably see him there but uh, this does mean and I kind of wrote a piece about this over at Panthers Wire that you can check out about how it's been like quite a ride, and it's quickly putting into the spotlight Taylor Moten, who goes from starting the offseason, competing for the left guard spot, to shifting over the right tackle with Darrell Williams going down, and then shifting over the left tackle with Matt Khalil going down. So this is a big spot now for uh, Taylor Moten. It's going to give him... Give him a chance to show the Panthers what the future is of the left tackle position because you have to figure he is, excuse me, the left tackle of the future. So uh, you guys have known me. I've, I've been touting him for the longest time. So I'm excited. I'm ready to see what he can do in these first eight games. And, of course, it starts Sunday against the Cowboys. Tough test. Uh, you got the Marcus Lawrence. You got Randy Gregory. You got that great defensive line of the Dallas Cowboys coming into town. So starts off strong right away. And then you got the Falcons in week two. You know Vic Beasley and company. So certainly uh, not not the easiest of starts, but a good certainly a good test for Moten to show what he can do right away uh, at left tackle. So again, that, you essentially gain a tackle, but lose a tackle uh, on the same day. So good that Dare Williams is back in action, but again, you do lose Mac Cleal. Now, I know a lot of people, I'm sure there's some people out there that um, are as excited as I am to see Moten, and on the same note, kind of glad. Now, you never want to see people get injured, but... We know how poor Matt Khalil's play has been, not just his preseason, but last season with the Panthers, and even at times dating back to his time with the Vikings. You know, Khalil has had issues for at least two, three years, maybe. Um, In fact, I even wrote in the article about how the Panthers can actually save $8 million in cap space if they were to... If they were to make Cleal a post June first cut next next season, 2019, uh, if they do it before June first, they would actually lose two million in cap space. So if they're able to wait, they can get out of that. They can get out of Matt contract as early as, like I said, next summer. So it'll be uh, it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out and deep down you have to think they are going to want to get out of that contract as soon as possible so that remains to be seen but for the time being again it is uh, it is Taylor Moten at left tackle and you know we'll see we'll see what happens at right tackle again maybe Darrell Williams comes back and plays on Sunday that would be something if not uh, it could be the, the player they just traded for, because that was another roster move over the weekend, trading a conditional pick I believe in 2020 for Corey Robinson of the Detroit Lions. Very possible you see him slotted in the in the starting lineup, or it could be Greg Van Roten, you know, with Searles going down. So going to be interesting to at least track the injury report and see who uh, who gets the who gets the first team reps. At uh, at left t- or at right tackle, so that's kind of a news or a bit of a wrap up of the the roster notes, or at least the the news over the weekend. We'll come back talk about the practice squad and kind of dig into that a little bit. But first, as always, want to give a shout out to one of our great sponsors over at MyBookie. You know, ever since I started doing this podcast. People have been asking me for advice, and it's usually what team you bet on this week. Now, I'm not the most savvy when it comes to betting. I know there's a lot of great places out there in terms of giving you advice for who to bet. But the key here is that who you bet on is just as important as who you're betting with. And that's why I'm telling you guys to go out to my bookie because they're your best bet this season for where to bet because they've been in business for years they have great reviews and their mobile site is very easy to use so lay down some cash and win big today i mean i would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me so that's why i'm telling you to make your way to my bookie because when you win they pay they have in-game live betting the most rewarding player perks in the business and for you fantasy guys out there you can bet the over under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game so go to my bookie join now and enter the promo code locked on and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar again promo code locked on and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar that's m-y-b-o-o-k-i-e promo code locked on you play you win you get paid so let's talk now about the practice squad. We've, we discussed the 53 man roster on Saturday. Uh, by the way, of course, uh, the corresponding move with putting Matt Cleal on injured reserve was that Lorenzo Doss, the springtime favorite, does make his way, does, does finally make his way onto the 53 man roster. So, real quick, that means now. At least for the moments, so you have uh, nine nine offensive linemen against Ciletolu, Ryan Cleal, Trey Turner, Taylor Moten, Tyler Larson, Van Roten, Mahon, Darryl Williams, and Corey Robinson, and now you have five corners with Bradbury, Jackson, Munnerlin, Corn Elder, and now Lorenzo Doss. So nine linemen, nine safeties, kind of the result now of the of the move with Khalil de I.R. and Lorenzo Doss now on the 53-man roster. If we look now at the practice squad, really not a lot of surprise. A lot of players we kind of expected would land, on, would land here. Uh, Kyle Allen, the quarterback, you know, you had that feeling. He was running as the fourth quarterback all summer, but you just got that sense that the Panthers were going to try to stick him on the practice squad, keep him around a little bit, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, Reggie Bonifon, another guy we thought would land on the practice squad, he's here, so that essentially gives the Panthers five running backs if you include Alex Arma. Moss Frazier, I am quite shocked, actually, that Moss Frazier, who performed so well this preseason, actually cleared waivers and actually made it onto the Panthers' practice squad. But that's great news because you know it had to have been a tough stretch or a tough uh, tough decision to let go of Frazier because they had to have been thinking that in the back of their mind. Would Frazier get back to them to get on the practice squad? Sure enough, they did. So this essentially means uh, seven wide receivers now. For the Panthers, so they of course kept the six, and now they have Frazier on the practice squad. Jason Vanderland, another guy who performed pretty well during the preseason. It was just kind of a numbers game. You knew the pan with uh, you knew with Chris Mannhertz coming back that the Panthers weren't going to keep four tight ends at least on the active roster, but there was room on the practice squad for him, and that's where he lands. Taylor Hearn and Dorian Johnson, the two linemen. Hearn, of course, the offensive or the uh, undrafted free agent, undrafted rookie out of West Virginia. He he lands on the practice squad, as does Dorian Johnson, uh, guy. Of course, they were looking at a tackle for a little bit. Didn't uh, fare well against the Dolphins, but at least uh, there was room on the practice squad for him. Couple defensive linemen, Keontae Anderson. Uh, the defensive end that they that they grabbed from the bucks earlier this season or earlier this off season and Kendrick Norton the seventh round pick they both get on here and a pair of defensive backs Cole Luke and Desmond southward so that is your practice squad so no linebackers on the no linebackers on the uh, the roster or on the practice squad. And at least after the initial initial cuts, you know, when you got to the waiver claims on Sunday, uh, there was only one Panther that actually got claimed, and that was Blaine Clausell, the swing tackle, claimed by the Arizona Cardinals. So, you know, we which is pretty interesting because again, we've we've talked before on the on this show about the Tough decisions that the Panthers would have had to make in terms of the linebackers and getting down to what initially now is seven or excuse me, eight uh, eight linebackers. Uh, very possible could be again depends of course on uh, or, or seven. But again, depends, of course, on who they cut when Thomas Davis returns after Week Four. Now, but again, it's you know with the with the guys like uh, Chris Frey, a little surprised he didn't make it to the to the practice squad. But again, it's it's kind of a numbers game. You know, the players that did. Did land on the practice squad. You can't really can't really argue it. I mean, the players that made it on here, uh, you know, they all they all showed something during the preseason. So, and it's it's not it's always nice too when it's when your practice squad is made up of players that were all on your training camp roster, that were like your own players during the season. Obviously you know sometimes you'll have like one or two players that were on other other teams training camp rosters that you bring in for yourself but as it turns out all 10 members of the practice squad were with the Panthers all summer now again there was you know the Panthers could have had 11 practice squad players had they been able to get Obada had they decided to cut Obada and he ended up on the practice squad because of the international pathway program that the NFL has given them essentially an exemption but of course Obada made the 53 man roster so the Panthers just have the 10 players on the roster uh, so no the exemption doesn't work for the active roster it's just the practice squad but again great story for FA Obada to make the fifty three men roster, and I mean, I think he's gonna come in and and make some noise. Um, you know it's a good rotation now with six defensive ends, so he could come in uh, in in certain situations, but i'm I'm excited to see what he does, you know, provided he's an active player. It's very possible that uh, that he's an inactive uh, on Sundays. You know, because that's something you'll, we'll start looking at as well—not just the 53-man roster, but of course, uh, who's going to make the 46-man game day roster, who's going to be your 46 active players, and who are going to be your seven inactives. And we'll talk about that as the as the week progresses. You know, of course, starting Wednesday is when we'll get the injury reports. For practice so we'll have those from wednesday thursday and friday but that's kind of that's your look at the practice squad and you know we, we touched on the uh how the 53 man roster now looks with the with the addition of cole or, or excuse me the addition of Lorenzo Doss and you know you have to be happy for Lorenzo Doss too as well because again he he did everything right during this offseason he was making plays in the spring he was making plays in the summer unfortunately at the initial wave the numbers game kind of caught up to him they decided to only keep the four corners you know because he had to part obviously part of that was because they had to keep 10 offensive linemen and, you know, keeping six receivers, so, you know, it's... he had to give at other positions, or you had to take from other positions if you wanted to give to others. So, unfortunately, initially, Doss got pushed out, but uh, now he's back in. And, you know, he could stick at least for a few weeks, because, again, with Khalil on... Or at least for four weeks, because, you know, it... You have to think he's probably going to be one of those guys that will at least be considered to be cut once uh, Thomas Davis comes back from suspension. So, you know, you may not see him for too long, but at least he's going to get a shot. Uh, So we'll take one more break here, come back, and we'll look at some media predictions for the records for the Carolina Panthers in 2018. You're listening to the Locked On Panthers podcast with your boy Bill Rossetti of Panthers Wire, we'll be back in a moment. And we're back to wrap things up here on the Locked On Panthers podcast here on this Tuesday, September 4th. Again, hope you guys had yourselves a great Labor Day weekend and are getting ready for the first full weekend. Hope you enjoyed the first college weekend. Of the season as well. What a wild weekend that was, as well, with Alabama blowing out Louisville and uh, Virginia Tech. How impressive they were against Florida State. Penn State surviving a scare against Appalachian State. I mean, it was a wild week one. LSU dominates Miami. Miami, a top 10 preseason pick, uh, a favorite of a lot to win the ACC, and they get smoked. By the Tigers. What a wild week one of the college season it was. And then Ohio State putting up 77 against Oregon State. It was a crazy, crazy first weekend, but that's why we love college. Uh, and certainly jumping back into it this weekend, paired with the first full NFL weekend. So we are ready to go. But we're going to talk now season predictions. Mine will come later in the week. Um, I'll go ahead and give all my predictions uh for playoff teams you know i kind of discussed them during the summer but um, you know i kind of cleaned them up a little you know went back and checked them out a little bit so i'll give my predictions later this week but we're going to talk now because panthers.com actually went and rounded up uh jelaney scott of panthers.com specifically went around and Rounded up some predictions for the Panthers. So we're going to run through those, see what some of the media thinks about the 2018 Carolina Panthers. And the first one he talks about is David Newton, of course, the beat writer for ESPN, predicting 9-11 to wins for the Panthers. As Newton says, quote, the Panthers have had double-digit wins in 3 of the past 5 years including an 11 and 5 record last season. They have upgraded the offense significantly since 2017, particularly at wide receiver with the additions of Torrey Smith and first-round pick DJ Moore. New offense coordinator North Turner should help make Cam Newton more efficient. There's no reason to think the defense, with one of the best front sevens in the league, won't again be among the top 10. The NFC South will be strong again with New Orleans and Atlanta But 9-11 wins for Carolina is more likely than not. So that's David Newton. Nate Davis of USA Today is predicting 9-7 for the Panthers, saying, quote, new ownership, new offensive coordinator whose philosophy may not gel with Cam Newton's skill set immediately. Could be some growing pains ahead in a conference where there's little margin for error, unquote. And that is true. In fact, uh, I actually have good morning football on right now as I'm recording this, and that was kind of what they talked about when they were making their NFC picks, saying, uh, "If you start off slow in this NFC, you're done. You're you're pretty much lost." Uh, in fact, there were a couple. I believe I I saw a couple picking the Panthers to make a wild card. I think I saw one pick them to win the division, but I know I saw a couple of them pick them to make the playoffs. Uh, but so Nate Davis nine and seven. Tad Hayslop, I think I'm saying that right, is predicting 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, He's from SportingNews.com. He says, with New Orleans seemingly getting stronger and Carolina somewhat stagnant in transition, don't expect another three-team race like last season when all three top NFC South teams finished within one game of each other. The Falcons will push the Saints, but the overall talent and depth in New Orleans is too strong. And then actually some of the notes – some of the records get even where there's two more predictions here and both are actually losing records john breach of cbs sports picking the panthers to go seven and nine uh, he didn't write anything i guess they just made record predictions uh, he's, he's predicting the falcons to win the south at 11 and five and the saints to go 10 and six so he is the panthers at seven and nine as does andy benoit of si.com also picking them to say seven and nine as Benoit notes, run blocking as quote one glaring weakness that can keep an otherwise playoff caliber team home in January unquote. So, again, with at least with David Núñez, you know, he gave himself a range of of wins, saying nine to eleven. But for the most part, you're pretty much averaging eight and eight among these records: nine and seven, eight and eight. Seven to nine, seven to nine. So and that, that seems to be kind of the, the the consensus or the consensus of where the Panthers are gonna be. Probably about say eight to ten, maybe eleven wins. So again I'll I'll run through my my predictions one more time of all the teams and see where things hold out. I have an idea though where I stand in terms of the in terms of my playoff picks, uh, I might reveal them Thursday before the regular season opener. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, so that's it. We'll wrap things up there. Uh, tomorrow, hopefully going to try to get the crossover in with the Cowboys. Uh, if not, you know, no worries. We'll just, uh, talk a little bit more might also touch too on the because didn't really touch on this as well since you know ended up rambling on all the other Panthers stuff but probably will touch a bit too on the two big stories over the weekend first Aaron Donald getting paid and then of course the Khalil Mack trade and then Mack becoming the biggest paid defensive player in the NFL so that's the plan for tomorrow or at least um the the possible plans for tomorrow. And then, of course, as the week goes on, we'll discuss practice notes and injury reports and start getting ready for Sunday. So stick and stay, as always. Really appreciate the support. Uh, For you longtime listeners, thanks for always being there. For you new listeners, welcome. Hope you guys stay and enjoy this Panther season. But I'm going to get out of here. Uh, remember to follow the podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Ricetti. That's R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. And until next time, keep it locked here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. And we'll see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends.